Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm one of the pastors on staff here at Forward Church. Listen, I'm so glad you tuned in to today's podcast. I hope it challenges you and inspires you to go after God and be all that God's called you to be. Enjoy today's message. So there's several things we're going to do towards the close of the message so that kind of gives you a framework. Let me say that again. The Bible was here before everything was relative. And the Word of God is going to be here after time has gone because the Word of God is Jesus Christ. I'm inviting you. Oh, by the way, man, did Joshua, not our Joshua, but the Joshua of the Bible, ever open up my eyes. By the way, when you open up the book, he'll open up your eyes. Yes, he will. And did you know when we closed the message this morning, and I want to do a better job at this, Joshua gave the people an option. And I want you to know you have an option today. You'll hear about it in the message. You actually have an option. I want to make sure that you really know you have an option. I did it well when I was in the school system as in classroom. I gave kids an option. Man, it's up to you. You don't want to study? That's fine. I know what the grade's going to be. And sometimes as a pastor, because you care about people and you care about all the deceit and wickedness that's going on, sometimes you want to try to close all those options so they don't get entangled with a very deceptive world. Robin and I were having devotions together this morning, and that's a good thing to do as a married couple. And she said to me, uh, you know what? Over the weekend, my eyes have really been opened. I said, okay, about what? And she said, the amount of deception that's going on and how rampant deception is and how easily we're deceived. My son, that would be Joshua, asked me, why are you continuing to talk about Parkland? Well, it is relevant to our society today, but it reminds me a lot of things that go on in our society and also in our homes and also in our churches because people recognized the young man. They could recognize what he was carrying and they didn't do anything about it. It takes a little something to step up, speak up, and go, you know what? That is incorrect. And we need more of that. So let me explain to you how that really rolls in our everyday lives. Robin, thank you, wherever you are this morning, for sharing with me that we're living in an hour of deception. Do you know that we embrace deception better than we do truth? We love being deceived and deceiving others. It's all over God's word. It's all through God's word. But we will absolutely fight truth and stand opposed to truth, which is eternal. We've already talked about that in regards to what worship will do for you and how it will lead you into a baseline that's aligned to him that gives you truth, the ability to trust him, and now we're going to work on the L this morning. So this past week, I want to open with story because at the end, we're going to do a couple things. Number one, I want to pray for those. By the way, he is our great intercessor. Too many pastors take credit for when people get healed. Or answers come in. Hello? Man, he is our high priest. (laughs) I'm merely a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
He is, the Bible says, he ever lives to make intercession. He is interceding right now for you. He's praying about tomorrow, today, for you. So I I just want to pray for those who may need a touch from the Lord. Uh, Physically, something's going on. I want to do that. And then the other thing we'll do, uh, and we'll have you in good time uh, so that you enjoy your lunch and our activities for the afternoon. I'm going to give you an opportunity to sow into Brittany's life. She's going on a missions trip next month. By the way, my chair at Southeastern University said, I need for you to continue to narrow, continue to narrow, and I want you to focus just on one thing, safety and security. And uh, I'm going to ask you, why are we in such difficult times? And I said, well, I think you can start at the home. I'm with Brittany right now. Raise them right, they live right. Set those parameters and boundaries, and they may kind of go left of center for a while, but the Bible says, where's Billy Graham? I can almost hear his voice. The Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. So there's been a deep vision in Brittany's heart for many years to be involved in missions. Missions here, missions abroad. So she has an opportunity coming up to join with the church that she's a part of in Gainesville. That's why she can't be here today because she's committed to her service there. So if you would like to be able to help her go next month, I can tell you as her dad, she lives what it means to be a believer. I didn't say she's perfect, but she's living what it means to be a believer. In fact, I'm so willing to be strong for her. If she wasn't, come on church, if she wasn't living the life, I wouldn't let her go overseas. Because I have done mission work. I have taken people. And I remember one time taking a group, and there was one person that shouldn't have gone. Many years ago, wasn't in this ministry And I said, I don't think this person needs to go. When we got there, we found out that's why she shouldn't have come. And we kept her on the compound the whole time. (laughs) You step outside the United States for Jesus Christ, you better have your act together. You better be living on the inside what the Word says on the outside. And when you're not doing it right on the inside, let me tell you something. The enemy's coming. He's coming on strong. So Brittany is ready, and uh, I am committed, and Robin is committed to sending her forth. And if you'd like to be able to share in that, we'll give you an opportunity. They actually had, and I think that's part of what Bradley was talking about, Pastor B is talking about this morning, when he said there were all kind of issues going on with technology. She sent a real cool video about the trip coming up, and it's not able to come up. You know what? That doesn't stop God. That doesn't stop God's plan. We'll just go, that's okay, Next. So as we get ready this morning, we're going to talk about, are you ready? Here's what we've done so far with the word battle. You really shouldn't even begin trying to battle the issues of life unless Christ is your baseline. Secondly, unless you align yourself to God's word, not your view, God's word. What does God say about that? What does God say about this? And then, listen, that battle brings you truth. And there's truth in God's word, and the world system is built on a lie. I actually lived underneath that for many years as a teenager. I lived and embraced the lies of the world, and they haven't changed. Just because our styles have changed, that doesn't mean the lies have. They haven't. 
<laughs> and then we talked last week about trust. To the degree that you know him being truthful, you can trust him. Does that make sense? And now we're going to talk about, listen, coming under his lordship. I emphasize under his lordship. Until you come under his lordship, he can't lead you. Couple stories here, real quick. I'm going to tell you one from God's Word. Then I want to tell you one that took place up in Stark this past week. Because I always like to see if I'm legit. Because, like anybody can put on, I mean, and there are ministers, and I'm not talking about this house. There are ministers who can absolutely sway you and swan you and move you, but outside they're not anything they were in the pulpit. So I've been asking God, show me that I am who you called me to be outside the uh, parameter of forward church. Let me know that I'm a kingdom person. I'll tell you the story in a moment. So we're going to look at the lordship of Jesus Christ. Can you imagine Barabbas? He was a murderer. Barabbas was a murderer. Nowhere in scripture does it say that he ever found Christ as his baseline. Nowhere in Scripture does it say that he ever aligned himself to Jesus Christ. Nowhere in Scripture does it say that he embraced truth when they released him and took Jesus to Golgotha. Nowhere in Scripture, and I've looked all through God's Word to see if Barabbas ever put his trust in Jesus Christ. And nowhere do you find that he came under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Listen to me real close this morning as a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. At the end of this year, the Lord has already given me my final message. It's entitled, Almost. Hell is filled right now with almost believers. That's coming at the end of December. But I also want you to know that there's a vast majority of people that are in hell right now because they were deceived. Just because he was set free from execution, he was never free on the inside. Barabbas, I'm talking about Barabbas, ladies and gentlemen. Can you imagine, Nate, that you were a murderer and that you were there because you also caused all kind of sand? You just stirred up so much stuff. He was a rebel. He's now released, but he's now more in bondage than he was when he was in prison. Because he's rejected the only way. And let me just help somebody and let me help myself, okay? Because in this thing called the journey of life, you will be offered various options and opportunities beyond Jesus Christ. The way to eternal life is through Jesus Christ. And when you know him, you bow to him. Oh, by the way, I did this in our kitchen the other morning. I said, thanks to Joshua of the Bible, I said, I'm now going to give people options, but there's a day coming when they will have no longer an option, and every knee will bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Just because you don't take him as Lord now and come under the authority of God's word, you will. Everyone, every Buddhist, every Muslim, and you can name the rest of them, every Hindu, every knee will bow, the Bible says, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ, listen, is Lord to the glory of the Father. Father's waiting on that day. Just like we who are parents want to see our children and grandchildren be successful, Father is waiting for that payoff. I'm an ROI person. 
return on investment. So is our Heavenly Father. Only God knows, the Father knows, how painful that was for him to have those hours of separation from his son. But there's a day of glory coming when every tongue, every person ever created in his image will bow their knees and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of Father. But that is not entrance into eternal life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here's the story from start. Wow, Barabbas, set free, but living in bondage. And I'm driving the other day from Jacksonville, and the Holy Spirit said, do you realize that there are more people who are incarcerated outside of prison than there are inside prison? I just kept driving. Just because someone's not behind bars doesn't mean that they're not behind bars. When you will not come under the lordship of Jesus Christ and do three simple things, your lifestyle will reveal he's not your Lord. Here we go. So I'm by myself coming through Jacksonville and back into Stark, and all of you know the way from there. And I look over in the uh, school vehicle, and I don't have anybody riding with me, so it's like, yes, Arby's is the place to be. I love the Arby's because that's where I can get my roast beef sandwich. But see, every day is an appointed day when you live under the lordship of Jesus Christ. <laughs> and so, because Robin doesn't like to go to Arby's. That's why I said that. She likes to go to Barbecue Bills. She likes to go to Texas Roadhouse. She doesn't like Arby's with a little sandwich and some fries and a drink. So I pulled in and shut the vehicle off, went in, and I walked up to the counter, and there's a young lady standing there, and I caught her eye, and, and then the Spirit of the Lord caught me, and, and I just kind of dismissed that and went ahead and got my order and went over and sat down. By the way, it's dangerous to dismiss when the Spirit of the Lord is speaking. I remember hearing years ago men of God preach about the hounds of heaven. We don't hear that kind of stuff anymore. When God gets on your trail, he'll track you down. I want him to. I want him to track me. I want him to be on my case so that I know that I'm not a bastard child. I didn't cuss. That's in the word. Hello. If God does not discipline you and correct you, you are a bastard child. That's what the word says. <laughs> so I just keep saying, hey, hey, keep bringing it. Bring it. Keep, keep, come on, keep, stay on it. Stay with me. Come on, help me. Get me through this. Get me through that. So I'm sitting there, and I'm just kind of looking at a couple things on ESPN app and enjoying my sandwich. And here he comes again, the Holy Spirit, speaking. He's speaking to you too right now. He begins to speak to me, and he says, do you remember the young lady there at the counter? The Holy Spirit. Listen, you're living, listen, you're living a physical life. I didn't realize that Dr. David uh, Langston really cared about a relationship with God, and he used to tell me all the time in these terms, Coach Weber, everything is spiritual. And now that he's home with the Lord, I fully see that he was right. You're living in a natural, physical realm, but who you are, you are a spirit being. There's, there's the spirit on the inside that will live eternally, and you're making a decision every day where that's going to be. <laughs> And he has not predestined you to go to hell. I've, heard, I've, I've been through those theology classes. All of that stuff. You have an option. 
You have an option. You can continue to serve the gods of this world or the gods of your father, or you can do what Jeremiah, Joshua said. We'll get there. So I didn't dismiss him on round two. And the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, go ask her if she has a future. Huh? Go ask her what her goals are. Huh? Go ask her if she has any plans. And I'm going, have I gone? Am I lost my mind? What the heck is... Really? So I finish up everything and I stuff it all on the little plat and start walking to put it in the trash and walk out. And it was like, <clears throat> yes, Father. And I turned to see, like, where are you? And there she was over in the corner cleaning tables. I said, yes, Father. And I walked over to her, and I said, excuse me. I said, that was an excellent sandwich. Of course it was. That's Arby's, right? And I said, can I ask you a question? Oh, and I said, because I could tell right away she was in shock mode. Like, what the heck are you doing? First of all, you're short, you're bald-headed, and you're old. And I'm young and pretty, and what are you doing? Are you hitting on me? All that stupid crap. I said, excuse me. I said, um so that you feel safe. I said, I'm actually a security agent. <laughs> and I said, this is my badge. I work for uh, Levy County School Board. I said, so that you'll feel comfortable. And I said, if it will also help you, um, not because I'm trying to um, impress you, but I, I'm also a minister of the gospel, so that you just kind of relax for a moment. And she, she stood there, and you could see the tears beginning to well up, and I hadn't even said anything. And I said, can I ask you a question? Permission, permission, permission. Can I ask you a question? She said, sure. I said, um, what's your future look like? Can I ask you another question? Go ahead. Thank you. Um, what are your goals? And do you have any plans? And the tears just began to roll down her face. She's at work, ladies and gentlemen. See, it's one thing to experience God in here, but God wants us to experience him out there. And you can only do that when you're under the lordship of Jesus Christ. So that you can be a carrier of good news. And, and, and I'm just standing there, and it's like, dang, I don't have anything to help her wipe her face up. And there comes all the mascara coming down. I said, well, maybe she's not as cute as she looks. Anyway, I was just thinking that. And, and I said, are you okay? She said, um, I really messed up my life when I was in high school. And I'm really messed up right now. Those are quotes. I said, that's great. And she looked at me like, you are stupid. I said, that's great. I said, that's exactly where God can find us. Hello, Barabbas, Barabbas, Barabbas. I said, that's exactly where God can find us. I said, we've all messed up. We've all made mistakes. And I said, listen to me, your best is in front of you. And now she's, I mean, it's like, Lord Jesus, I need to stop. I said, I just want you to know, God really cares about you right now. You got it? Start thinking about it. I need for you to write out what your plan, what your goals are. And remember this, God likes it when you admit, always admit, I messed up. And she looked at me and she starts walking back to the counter because more people are coming in. And she won't stop. It's like, would you please shut that off? The tears just continued, and she walked by and picked up some napkins, and I just kind of looked at her as I walked out and gave her a little wink, and now she's on my daily prayer list, and I call her the Arby's girl. 
the Arby's girl. Because guess what? Guess what? And I told her this. I said to her, if I never see you again on this side, I look forward to seeing you on the other side. How can you say that? Because of the lordship of Jesus Christ. And I know right now that God is all over her life. As I'm standing here in these moments, as we go to God's word, I know that the Holy Spirit is speaking to her. So as we look at just three things this morning, if you feel like things have really been messed up, awesome. If you feel like things are going south, that's great. That's a good time for all of us to go, you know what? It's time for me to come under the lordship of Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians 4, 5, and we're going to move quickly now, here's what Paul said. We do not preach ourselves, but Christ, Jesus as Lord. Hmm. See, I don't just refer to him as Jesus. He is Lord. He is the conqueror. He's the champion, the all-time champion. And then Paul goes on to say, and ourselves as your bond servants for Jesus Christ. I actually spoke this into my phone as I was driving one of those days that I was out and about and all of that. The Spirit of the Lord gave this to me and I'd like to pass it on to you. The world will chain you while the word will change you. If I'm around people who say I am into the word and he's my Lord and their lifestyle looks just like the world, let me tell you something. I can still coach. I can still coach. In fact, almost every sport now, they, and baseball, the slowest game in God's creation, they will stop the game and go over and check it out to make sure that they called it right. Stop and check it out. God called it right. It's right here in the book. The world will chain you while the word will change you. I was sitting in the parking lot the other day and the Holy Spirit gave me this insight. There are many that have come to the cross that have never met Christ at the cross. It's true, ladies and gentlemen. It's true. There are many Barabbases walking all over the continents of this world. They know that they've been set free from what they were doing, but they will not come under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Chuck Swindoll said, if I could have only one wish for God's people, it would be that all of us would return to the word of God. That we would realize that his book has the answers. I'm going to bypass Dr. Lutzer's quote, and let's get to these three so that we can come to the place where those who need a touch from the Lord, they will be touched because he's the healer. We'll just obey his word. So, Pastor, how do I know if I'm under his lordship? Thank you for asking. Here's what the Spirit of the Lord gave to me that I want to share with you about being under, 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 under. Why do you keep saying that? Because in the Old Testament, that old slew foot, this is what he said, I will ascend and I will arise to be like God. Listen to me. I will always be under, never over. Here we go. How will I know if I'm under the Lordship of Jesus Christ? Because I'm surrendered to him. Job chapter 11, verse 13, 14, and 15. Moving quickly. Surrender your heart to God. Turn to him in prayer and give up your sins. 
even those you do in secret. Then you won't be ashamed. You will be confident and fearless. I'd love to stay there and teach just on that passage alone. Listen closely. How do I know if I really surrendered to God? Because I, I live a life of prayer. How do I know that I'm surrendered to God? Because I'm giving up everything that is not in alignment with God's word. How do I know that I'm surrendered to God? Because I keep nothing secret. Nothing hidden from the Lord. How do I know that I'm surrendered? Because I will be confident and I'm fearless. Billy Graham put it this way. Among young people and old alike, we need a change, a spiritual change, a moral change. God calls on all of us to make a total surrender to his son, Jesus Christ. That means body, mind, and will. Full surrender to Jesus Christ. Oswald Chambers put it this way. Genuine total surrender is a personal sovereign preference for Jesus Christ himself. You see, we believe we're sovereign. In fact, there's even teachings, and I won't even mention any of the popular names, that are beginning to teach that we all walk in sovereignty. Are you kidding me? Man, I make so many mistakes in one day. Sovereignty doesn't do that. God never makes a mistake. God never makes a mistake. I remember hearing my father say many times when I used to get aggravated with him, when he, I worked with him and for him, he would say to me, why don't you get off your high horse and just get those blocks and bricks and get that mortar over to me. Get off your high horse. What are you talking about? It is time for the body of Christ to come down off the high horse and come under the leadership and the lordship of Jesus Christ. Now, how do I know that I'm surrendered to Jesus Christ? Well, because, listen, he leads those who are submitted to him. James 4, 7, and Pastor B kind of brought this out, and that was pretty cool. Submit yourselves then to man. That's not what that says. Submit yourselves then to God. Now watch the power. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Listen real close. I never submitted, I never submitted as a teenager because I didn't want to die. To say I was submitted to God and then live the way I was living is absolutely a contradiction. When your lifestyle is a contradiction to God's word, you are not submitted. Nor are you under the lordship of Jesus Christ. You are deceived and you will deceive others. 1 John 2, 17, the world is passing away and all of its lusts. Check this out. Hey, can I talk to the guys for a second? My wife sometimes says, wow, you know, theologically and all your stuff is really good, but sometimes you go so deep into stories. Let me show you how slick the enemy is. Let me talk to the men and to our young men. So many, many years ago, I had a problem with pornography. I don't have it now. That's called a secret sin. I'm not calling you out. That's called a secret sin. But there's nothing hidden from the Lord. Little did I know what that was going to do to my life. Are you with me? So I get on my one-year reading Bible. Right? Guess what pops up? This is, this is, are you, re are you ready for this? This is a website for God's word. Guess what pops up? Marine, what do you think popped up? I don't know. All right, you're cool. 
girls in bathing suits. I said, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm not getting into your stuff. Okay. Are you kidding me? I'm trying to listen to God's word online and up pops in all these ads, these beautiful girls in bathing suits. Guess what my downfall was 500 years ago? Girls in bathing suits. He will bring back to you the secrets of your past to see if you want it back. You know what I said to him? Go to hell. Get there now. If that was too hard, you can get me back. Thank you. He's dastardly. He is, he is ferocious. He will come at you as a roaring lion when you're doing the right thing. It's like, are you kidding me? And then I started thinking about my notes, and I said, I'm surrendered, and I'm submitted. I'm surrendered, and I'm submitted. I'm surrendered, and I'm submitted. Man, the enemy doesn't want to hear that. He doesn't want to hear you walking out of here in just a couple moments going, I surrender to, to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, and I submit to everything that's in his word. Oh, by the way, I was listening to a devotional this morning. Are you still with me about submission? The enemy hasn't changed his game plan He'll still ask you, did God say? That was the first question he asked in the Garden of Eden. Are you sure God said that? And I'm not calling that person out, but there was an adult that came to me and said that they got a low grade on a particular test who's a part of this ministry because they included God's name in their assignment. I'm telling you, professors will tell you in a heartbeat, everything's relative. God's word is outdated. Man, that's a mere human being talking trash. This is eternal. And so is Jesus Christ. Do you know what I used to say, Marine? And I'll tell you what God said. I used to look in 1 Corinthians and say, what do you mean light and darkness can't go hand in hand? Why can't I be involved with those who are not of the church? Why can't I? I can't if I want to. And guess what verse came to my attention? You ready, Nate? Do not be deceived. If you've been listening this morning, that was said earlier, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a person sows, that shall they also reap. We, just because we mock other people, I'm even going to mock God. But because of the cross of Jesus Christ, mockery is still going on. There was mockery at the foot of the cross, and there's still mockery going on today. Oh, he, he didn't really mean that. What? What? Josh, I'm sorry. I'm going to bring you into a story. But since we're not on a bus, I'm not throwing you under the bus. Young people, are you catching it? But we're almost done, and I'm going to walk off the stage and let you know you've got an option. But when it's all said and done, you will give a report on why you chose that option. <laughs> Someone came up to me not too long ago, and they were basically asking for my position at the school board. How do you know that? Well, because I live inside out. They were wanting to know, when are you done? And that same person said, how long have you been in ministry? I said, over 40 years. How have you stayed the course? 
surrendered, submitted, and learning to be a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Almost finished. Ephesians 6, 6, not by way of eye service as men pleasers. Man, I remember those days. I'll start serving when people are watching. Man, that's not serving. But as slaves, don't call me a slave, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. That's who I am. I used to be a slave to sin. I used to be a slave to myself, but now I'm a slave to Jesus Christ who has set me free to serve him now and throughout eternity. Let me pause for just a moment and simply say this. If you're telling God what to do right now, you will not say that to him in eternity. Psalm 40, verse 8. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. Here we go. Let's drop it in here. Joshua 24, 15. Josh, get ready. Story time. Listen to Joshua. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord like, man, this message right here is sickening. Man, pastor talked on the lordship of Jesus Christ. Pastor talked about when he is leading me, I surrender and I submit and I serve. Man, that sounds evil to me. Listen to Joshua. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served, there are so many people who are doing that right now, on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites. Whatever they're saying in New York, I'm all in. Whatever they're saying in Hollywood, I'm all in. That's what we're talking about. In whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that verse is in our home. So Dr. Johnson was asking yesterday in a phone conversation, she said, if you were to bring this all the way down, where is the crux of the issue? I said, Dr. Johnson, you mean to tell me as a former superintendent of schools in Polk County, you don't know where the issue is? It's at home. So, background, please. There's no buses, Josh. I hope this all comes together for you so you can see the package. So Friday, I told Robin and Joshua, I said, you know what? It's been packed this week. Let's go have supper in Gainesville. And, Josh, you get to drive. He's going, no, he's not. Oh, my dad. Oh, my dad. But listen, if you won't come under leadership at the home level, wait till you get outside. It's going to get worse. So Joshua's driving, and there's some rain and all of that, and you know, he's kind of tall, and he's got long arms and long legs, and we put mom in the back, in the trunk, back seat. Mama's in the back seat. I'm sitting right there. He's right there. I said to Joshua a couple weeks ago, I said, Joshua, the only thing that can happen out on the highway is death. So don't get hot and don't get raged and don't get fired up because the only consequence out here is death. So we're driving along and I'm, I'm checking. He may not even know what I was checking. I was just checking to see how that's... Hmm, he's right there, 58, 60, 62. And I look at how he's handling the steering wheel. 
and I'm going crazy on the inside. Not a word. Didn't say a word at first. I'm thinking, what in the world is he doing? He is driving like this. His wrist is doing the driving. I said, Joshua Kenneth, what the heck are you doing? I said, there is no way that you can handle this vehicle if something were to happen right now. There's no way. You can't do that. Your hands have got to be where you can manage the steering wheel. So we had some difference. Conversation. And he slid it up there. I'm not hurting his feelings. But it wasn't long until he went right back to it. Right there it was again. And being a part-time father, that's a joke. Being a full-time father, I jumped on it again. I said, Joshua Kenneth, I want you to outlive me. And I certainly don't want to die because of what you're doing right now. I said, I know where I'm going, but I am not ready for you to put me under because you will not do the right thing. Ladies and gentlemen, I am no different than any of you. We are all built to have it our way. And we will rant and rave and cause all kind of muck when somebody says, no, you know. And God is saying, no, because Father said, yes. Go to the cross. Go to the cross for Barabbas. Go to the cross for all generations. Go to the cross and show them how much I love them through your unbelievable death that you went through that we could have eternal life. You mean to tell me I'm going to give God a hard time because he asked me to put my hands on the steering wheel? You mean to tell me I'm going to give God a hard time when he asked me every morning before I go to the gym? I need for you to open up the book. I need to spend some time with you. You need to spend some time with me. Listen, when you don't hear God's voice at home, you'll never hear it on the streets. Ain't a chance. If you're not listening to the voice of the Lord in your home, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, Joshua said. If I'm not listening to God at the home, I'm not going to hear God out there. And then I'm going to be blinded and deceived by what people say. I don't care what people say. I'll say it again. I don't care what I say. I don't care what anyone says. I want to know what this says. Especially when you're my age, I want to make sure I'm on course. So that when I'm done, I have aligned myself at the base level of my life to truth. And I trust him. And I now am under his lordship. Can't wait for next Sunday because it's the last message. And woe unto the body of Christ trying to do the last one when they've not done the first four or five whatever we have there do not mock God he is not deceived whatever you're doing whatever you're sowing right now you're going to reap not only will you reap but those behind you and those who you are influencing they're going to reap from unleavened bread this morning I just give you an option Continue to walk with the gods of this world. Continue to buy in on all the latest trends. The sands of our time.
Or you can say as Joshua did, for me and my house, Israel, what we're going to do is this. We're going to serve the Lord. And Brittany will be getting ready to go on a missions trip. Not because that's what I think she needs to do, but that's what God wants her to do. She was raised in our home, but she doesn't belong to us. She belongs to the Lord. See how that hurts us as parents? That's my child. No, that was a gift to you. They belong to the Lord. And they were created to multiply and be fruitful. We're way off on that. You and I were created to multiply and be fruitful. I don't care what the latest is. This is eternal. And it has stood the test of time. And it will continue to stand the test of time. The options are on the floor at this time. There's no one having to come to the front. But the options are right there for you. You may continue with the gods of this world. You may cross back to the river to the other side and enjoy all the pleasures and all the old manna. Or you can say, I'm coming under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I surrender. Yes, Dad, I know it's true. My hands need to be on that steering wheel. But I cannot tell you how you bug me, Dad. But if you actually are protecting and preserving my life, okay, Dad. I submit to that instruction. Oh, and you want me to serve Jesus? Wherever you want me to serve, if it's Arby's, wherever it is, when you call, it's always, yes, Lord, for your servant is listening. Shall we pray? Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.